2: We are here at the Indiana Convention Center for the Scouting Combine. It is day four. Activities are going on right now at Lucas Oil Stadium. Excited about that. They're going to continue to go on throughout the evening. And then tomorrow and Saturday, and I'll be back on uh, the airplane early, early Saturday morning, going in and flying out around uh, 5-something in the morning on Saturday morning. So I won't be here to see the quarterbacks throw the ball, but I'll definitely check out the footage as I'll do the little DVR action and check it out when I touch back down in Las Vegas. Of course, that'll be Saturday. Excited about that. Got to get, get back in time. To get my haircut. <laughs> Got to get back in time to get my haircut. But through the question out there, what position group intrigues you the most when it comes to the combine? Any drills that you're a big fan of? Of course, we threw that out there on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. You can always hit us up as well. And we don't have a guest, and so we will have a guest join us at the table in just a matter of seconds. Uh, but this is from Brad. Out of Concord, Cali said, I have to agree with the prior texter. I think the defensive drills are the most fun to watch and the most transferable to game movements. For a general comment, however, it feels just up in the air again for QBs. It's been nice the past nine years with zero quarterback controversy. I love Carr and I hate to see him gone, but I get it. There are ongoing consistency issues. I would love Rodgers, however, given the holes all over this team, I have to wonder if that would be nothing more than putting expensive barbecue sauce on a dollar store steak. Just hope the focus is on the D, even if it means giving Steady a shot. To do so. That's from Brad and Conquer. Thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. Good stuff right there. We'll get back to your calls and texts because now joining us at the table, not only Vinny Bonsignor, who has made his way back from uh, the action at Lucas Oil Stadium, and we'll find out about what he saw, and what he thought uh, from the first day that media is actually allowed to be in there. We'll do that in a minute as well. But uh, also joining us at the table is my guy, Brandon Cristal, KOA in Colorado. And Brandon, man, scouting combine. It's uh, actions going on. Uh, how you doing? Doing doing great. Yeah, it's been it's been
3: uh, a little bit since I've talked to you. The Broncos, not as relevant as we thought they might be. And then, you know, I'm here down doing the Fox Sports radio stuff like I did last year when I talked to you a bunch at the Combine. Yeah. And so it's fun to talk to the guys in Fargo, and they want to know about the North Dakota State guys. <laughs> talk to the guys in Houston. They want to know all about D'Amico Ryans. They're convinced the Texans aren't trading up to number one. Right. I'm not convinced of that. I think that... To ensure you get your guy, you know how it goes. You mm-hmm. can't you can't leave it to chance. If there's someone they fall in love with, if they like all of them, okay. In terms of the QBs, but so right. and then just want to talk Raiders with you guys and see my old pal Josh McDaniels from his, his Denver days and and right. Dave Ziegler and Champ Champ Kelly and and see where the Raiders might go because as we know they have plenty of holes to fill.
2: Yes, they yes they do. And you know I'm glad you started off with the quarterbacks and you do know Josh McDaniels really well. And so when you look at at the quarterbacks that are available and. Knowing Josh McDaniels, who do you think fits what he likes to do? Jimmy Garoppolo makes the most
3: sense, and I'm sure that's the name that— ah! Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and that's—what's well, funny, you know, I mentioned Houston. I went on with yeah. the guys in Houston, and one of the hosts said, instead of worrying about these young guys, why not just go sign Jimmy G to a four-year deal? And obviously, Nick Casario was around in New England when he was drafted as well. Yeah. and And then you're not worried about that because you can use those draft picks to— home run, right. you know, let's, let's take the Jalen Carter off the field stuff off it, but take Jalen Carter into right. too and just yeah. have a – and and use that second, first-round pick on a, another stud. Well, I like that line of thinking for Houston. We'll, we'll see. I For the Raiders, because you can't draft high enough, Jimmy G makes a lot of sense. Baker and Josh McDaniels would never work together, but it would be fascinating theater. <laughs> uh, there's, I mean, there's no chance that happens. Tom Brady makes – plenty of sense, but I think if he goes anywhere, it might be San Fran. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, let's find out what he's going to do. I think everybody specifically... Are you breaking news here? Derek Carr. Is Tom Brady coming back? Not well... There's people that think there's a reason. Hey, I talked to some people that seem to think they know him a little bit or mm-hmm. have been around him and think that there's a reason he put his TV debut off a year, that last year he was a bad husband, this right. year he may be a bad dad, but have one more run at it. Right. Ooh, really to cement his Hall of Fame resume, yeah. because we're not sure if he's going to get there otherwise. I but mean, if, One know. more ring, right? Yeah. Uh, but, he's, he's right on the cusp. But, but so— uh, look, and I'm sure you guys spend most of your days as much as you want to fill out the roster and you need to, right? The mm-hmm. Raiders have plenty of holes, plenty of teams have plenty of holes. We know it all begins and ends with the quarterbacks, and we can name all the good quarterbacks ever in about a minute. We can name all the good quarterbacks in the league in a few seconds. Mm-hmm. And so it's, and the Derek Carr thing's fascinating to me because he's here, he's meeting with teams on his own, he's being proactive. You guys saw him up close, you know, Raiders fans uh, that have seen him from day one know what he can and can't do. Some people think he hasn't been the same since that injury. He still seems to be able to make all the throws. But so if you're moving on from Derek Carr, that's great. Like you say, okay, we've identified a problem. He and Josh, it's not whatever. What's the solution? And I don't know. What what have you all settled on?
1: (laughs) Go ahead, Vinny. Break this
2: one down for me.
3: I'll wait.
1: Yeah, getting rid of Derek Carr um, had very little to do with the solution. They just decided, we're not going to pay him $40 million. <laughs> we don't feel like we're getting that level of play for that level of pay. So, um, and they they figured that one out pretty quickly. Um, you know, right or wrong. Sure. That's, that was their determination. The, the 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 replacement of him is a whole other uh, issue. And, and I don't think that, the, I mean, obviously there's urgency. It's the NFL. You got to get it. You got to get it quickly. Uh, but they're not going to. Saying that, I don't think they're going to rush into it necessarily, and they're going to give it time to find the right guy. It could be this year, Uh, but I, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. There's there's some red flags there with the injuries. Sure, he's played eight games. Is the most he's ever played Uh, in a season. I think he's played more than that. I think I think he's had not some much. seasons where he's where he's played more than maybe that. maybe when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. Um, but he's oh, always he's averaged he's had, eight games. A, average. Season. Okay. Average. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so that that is a consideration. Uh, but the one good thing about Jimmy G is he's only going to cost you money, and it's not going to be a draft pick to go get him. And that you know allows them to stay with, at at seven if they want to. It doesn't preclude them from drafting a quarterback there. Or, or one further down, but that's the one good thing about him. So, But I think they're also open to falling in love with one of these guys, and whether it's having to trade up a few spots to get a C.J. Stroud, or sit there and take a Anthony Richardson, or a Will Le- Levis, they're open to that. We're going to find out whether or not that actually happened. If, if I'm the Raiders,
3: if they can find a way to fall in love with one of those guys, it allows you to do so much more. One, you're going to get a get We know the profile for guys that Josh and Dave want, right? They want... Tough, smart players yeah. that love football. But it it really does does matter. And I, I think we've talked about this when when Dave and Josh were hired, but forever, and I remember Pat Kerwin who was here with Series XM, but he's you know, longtime NFL personnel guy. He said that forever the Patriots would have a roster full of the most kids with a college degree. Mm-hmm. And while it doesn't seem like a big thing because you can't have just a bunch of book nerds yeah. or whatever, and I understand right. it's not really that. But it shows that they have the ability to complete something that they at least took their academics seriously enough to get the degree. And so you guys remember Chad Brown, the linebacker who yep. played forever. Yep. He finished his career there in New England, and he works with us in Denver. And so he's he was on the tell me he goes, it's crazy. He's like I was only there for that one season. On Saturday, how often they would rip up a game plan and say, "Nope, we're doing this," Thank right? You. Right, we're. That wasn't working. We got we saw something else on film late in the Thank week. You. We're ripping up the game plan, and so you need guys that love football and are smart. And so we every team wants that, but some don't value it the same right. as I think Josh and Dave do. And so if you can find if one of these young quarterbacks, especially if it's not Bryce Young, right, or but if, whether you move up to get C.J. Stroud or Levis or. Richardson's the one that's the most intriguing, because you hear some people say he has no ceiling, right If they determine that he's smart enough, that's the thing is Josh put Tim Tebow on the board, and I think if you, especially if you watch Tim on TV, I remember he first got into TV. I bet you if we gave Tim Tebow an IQ test, no, one, no one's going to confuse him with Ryan Fitzpatrick, right. but I bet you his memory mm-hmm. is Top of the charts. And I think that's why he impressed Josh on the whiteboard because they threw, drew something up, erased it, and then he nailed it. Right. It was
1: processing it in real time. The problem was he was, he thought like Albert Einstein, but he also threw the football like <laughs> Albert Einstein. Right, right, right. There's some, there's some,
3: look, there's some really good quarterbacks that are smart that still can't process it in real time right. on the field, right? I look at guys like Mark Sanchez, who's a really good analyst and mm-hmm. can throw the football, but He could only see half of the – even Russell Wilson, right, who we we know has all the arm talent in the world and heights part of it. But even when he's on the edge, he doesn't necessarily always see – or he misses something closer, doesn't have the discipline, whatever it may be. But if they can identify one of those guys, and Levis and Richardson are more intriguing because of their physical tools, then if I'm in Denver, L.A., or Kansas City, and and certainly the entire AFC, I'd be worried because if Josh can get the right guy – to run the stuff, he's still a hell of a play caller and play right. designer, then I would be worried if I'm the rest of the league. So that that's the easiest answer with apologies to Jimmy G. Right. I think, I'm sure Josh looks at it and says, yeah, Jimmy will run the stuff I want and we can use seven on a really good player and, and continue to build out the roster. But if they fall in love with one of those guys, mm-hmm. and you probably, that's the other thing too, is you don't want to stay at seven, right? You want them to trade up to five to get over You four, would have to, right? Just to make sure that yeah. you get yeah. your guy. Yeah. You can't wait at seven and be like, we'll take whomever. I think that's how you get stuck with guys like the guy they have in Mac Jones. You know, they were happy to have him, but uh, right, and then, it, it seems like. Right.
2: Is Mac Jones moving the needle for any of us? Well, and then it costs too much to go up to one, right? I mean, right. from where you're at, it costs yeah, way I, too much right. to go up to one. So. Right.
3: Can you go up to three with the Colts if there's somebody you like? Or, right. Or
1: go up to five with the Seahawks? And the thing with the Colts is they want a quarterback, too. Right. right? You think. And, um, you know, although I hear them connect with Will Levis. So that might be good. For the Raiders, because this is Lion season. Everyone's connected with everyone. It's
3: absolutely Lion season. It's what's the best. The best part about being down here, and I'm sure you have experienced this, is when you're talking to personnel people that you're fairly certain Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily in the quarterback market Mm -hmm. or aren't in the running back market. You know, I talked with one GM that has his running backs are set. Couldn't stop raving about B. John Robinson. But they're not going to draft B. John Robinson because he's going to go way higher than than they even have a pick. And so that's where you can get some honest feedback on a player is when you have a pretty good sense that they're not feeding you anything
1: or not trying to blow
3: a guy up Mm -hmm. so that another team be like, man, I wish I could get him, but we're not going to get him. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. I resist asking sense. guys that I know in the league when I know that they need a quarterback, I'm not gonna ask about a quarterback. I no, just don't even feel right about right, doing it. Right,
3: asking Andy Reid about a quarterback and, and now that, that, yeah. And they did it on the podium. Yeah, right. And
1: he's like, Well, we haven't had to worry about it for a while. <laughs> but then he
3: goes through his traits. Right. And and that's right, even in a public forum they will tell you the things they look for and they might give you somewhat of an honest answer, but certainly privately. Yeah. anybody that might need a quarterback. And and that's what's crazy. I know I've said this to you. Vinny, uh, I don't know if you've heard my thought, that we have 360 million people in America and we can't find 32 good quarterbacks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and how many teams would trade their current quarterback for about three or four guys? Right. And how many teams wouldn't trade their right. quarterback because they have one of those three or four right. and, and they're in Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, and I think Philly now. I guess, you know, they're probably although if, if you said hey you could straight up trade Jalen Hurts for Patrick Mahomes Howie Roseman's doing that deal all the time of course yes not even close and
1: that goes back to Derek Carr because you just made a great point there's 32 there's of the 32 there's probably about 16 or 17 that can do it at a pretty nice level yeah alright now there's 5 or 3 that can do it at a freaking great, great level Right. Uh, but just to get one of those that can do it at a very capable right. level like Derek Carr, there's something to be said about 100%. that. 100%. And
3: I think Jimmy Garoppolo is in that same yeah. category, but if you just had Derek Carr and you now have Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think you're getting appreciably better. You're getting right. a guy that Josh likes more, right? but you didn't change anything really. Right. He's not going to make better throw. I think Derek's a better thrower of the football. He's maybe not going to turn the ball over, but Derek didn't really turn the ball over. So there's nothing exciting about going from... Jimmy or Derek Hart to Jimmy G. There is would, something exciting about one of these young quarterbacks. You would have to
1: accompany, be accompanied with that, with a young prospect okay. that you're identifying right. as maybe the guy. Because the in inevitable
2: He's going to get
3: injured. But right. if you're
1: doing that in the first round, <laughs> right. aren't you better off
3: with Sam Darnold and Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, than yeah. I mean, $40 million for, right. for Derek, I mean, or
1: for Jimmy G, or whatever the number ends up being? And I think that they're going to have a... They're going to draw a hard line yeah. on how much they're going to pay Jimmy. Yeah, for that reason, like they're not. That's why they got rid of Derek Carr. And he
3: may not have as many options as we think, right? If, especially if Daniel Jones doesn't end up getting the forty-five million. Agents can ask for whatever Daniel they Jones want. Forty-five million dollars. That's crazy. Off oh, for one year of and success. Agents can ask for whatever they want. Just like any of us, we can right. ask our bosses for a whatever it is.
1: He's going to get higher, overpaid. He's not that good. Right.
2: No. And, like, and, one year of success, and, but Jalen Smith, one year. of success. But that's a bigger conversation.
3: Yeah. Are any of them that good? Like right. the quarterback market should really be. Under 30, except for the handful of guys that can be over 40. Right. And nobody should really be between 30 and 40. Like And that should be the line of demarcation, is that there's a handful of guys that are 40 to 50 million, and you got to figure out how to pay Joe Burrow, that, and Josh Allen, right. and Patrick's already getting that. Russ is getting it on reputation yeah. and, and what he's done, yeah. but that ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Justin Herbert, absolutely. Give yes. him plus 40 million. Right. Daniel Jones and the rest of those guys, Derek Carr, Jimmy, G, need to be south of thirty thirty five. Like th- there needs to be a clear gap. Baker, yep. if he signs a new deal, his only I think he's only gonna be a one year deal anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Baker and Josh would be fascinating, but there's no way it'll ever happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's, no, that's been brought a- up. That's been brought up a few times, and I just keep thinking, yeah, I don't it ain't. see it. Well, what's the consensus amongst
3: your amongst your listeners and amongst Raider Nation? Like
2: it's so, th- th- and maybe there's not a consensus. It's it's really not. And Vinny could back me up on this. I feel like there's about three or four different. Options that you hear, one, there's still half the fan base is still angry that Derek Carr is not going to be under center next year. That's that's one, but it's, I mean, it don't matter how angry you are, it's over, that's right. done. So there's that. Uh, some are okay with Jimmy G because he's comfortable with, uh, you know, with with uh, with Josh McDaniels. Others, what Will Levis is the guy, you know, or Anthony Richardson. And I or mean, trade up just, to get CJ, yeah, or tra- trade up to get CJ. I think more people want want the Raiders to make sure that they get Will or Anthony. It feels like, you know, as far
1: as rookie
3: uh, quarterbacks go. The upside go. is more exciting with them. See, and it might be Ryan Day's fault that C.J. Stroud didn't play like he did against Georgia all year long. It probably is because their O-line isn't what it's always been, mm-hmm. right? The, there's not five NFL prospects here from Ohio State this year on the O-line. I'm saying that right. those guys aren't going to turn out to be good players. So he was protecting C.J. from himself until he had to unleash him. right? Yeah. And it, it makes him fascinating. I just think, the and talking to people that follow it more closely than I do in terms of how to scout QBs, and they're all wrong. I don't say they're all wrong. Enough of us are wrong all the time, whether we're paid by a team to get it right or not. Like I said, we can name all the good quarterbacks currently and ever, so most people get it wrong more than they get it right. Those other two are more interesting and potentially more scary if Josh gets them dialed in Mm -hmm. and unleashes them. It's almost like if Trey Lance can ever get healthy and Kyle can have that toy, that weapon, that can really use his legs and really make all the throws, Watch out, because look at what he can do with
2: Brock Purdy. Speaking of what he can do, I'm glad you used that phrase. Want to talk about head coach Josh McDaniels. You know about him. We'll find out what he can and what he can't do next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness
0: with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
2: And we're back here at the Convention Center in Indianapolis. Of course, this is the spot for the scouting combine 2023 activities going on at Lucas Oil Stadium. Our man Vinny Bonsignor has made his way back. Uh, Brandon Cristal is still hanging around with us. We had a really good, intriguing conversation Uh, just the last segment, talking all things quarterbacks, talking about what Josh McDaniels can do uh, with quarterbacks if he gets the right guy. And, and Brandon, I do appreciate you hanging around uh, for the segment number two, and I'm going to get back to that conversation and really Josh McDaniels, the coach, in just a second. I did want to give a quick update from the Combine, and this is something that we got on our Don'tBeBroke.com text line from the 925. We were talking about Jack Campbell earlier Four seven one forty. That dude, he's another guy that's killing this combine, doing a hell of a job. So we definitely appreciate that text from the 925. And you can continue to hit us up with any feedback that you have at 702-365-9200. Of course, don't call now, but you can hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line again, 69187, keyword R&R. But Brandon, back to the conversation we were having before we had to take a quick break. You mentioned... You mentioned what Josh Daniels could do if he gets his guy. And one of the biggest hang-ups that Raider Nation is having right now is a lot of folks don't believe Josh Daniels could be a really good head coach. So what is Josh McDaniels? Who is Josh Daniels? What can he do as far as being a coach? I think Josh has similar problems
3: personality-wise to Kyle Shanahan in that they are the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But we all know plenty of people on the unemployment line that are the smartest guy in the room or smarter than their boss or whatever and let you know about it. I'm not saying that Josh and Kyle do, but I mentioned giving Tim Tebow an IQ test. If you gave Josh or Kyle Shanahan personality tests, it's not going to score very high on the friendly—I'm just saying they're unfriendly, but the— the, the friendliness. like you, you right. There's an old saying, right? So-and-so's a good hang, right? Sean McVay's a good hang. Sean Payton's a good hang. Even Mike Shanahan's a, a good hang. I've been around Mike and Kyle plenty. <laughs> Mike is a better hang than, than <laughs> Kyle. And Josh is kind of the same way. Matt Patricia's a better hang than Josh. Now, Matt's also one of those guys that thinks he's the smartest in the room, but Matt will just let his, his hair down a little more and pick mm. the pencil out of his ear. And Josh is... He's wired to... Similar to Vic Fangio. If you want okay. to talk football, the, he's your guy. Like, sit at a table, talk football with him. He's going to wow you. Mm-hmm. And I think he really loves all aspects of the game. You know, I work with Dave Logan in Denver, who does the the coach's interview every week as the play-by-play guy. Mm. And he said, Mike Shanahan, John Fox, Gary Kubiak, now Nathaniel Hackett, Vic Fangio, Vance Joseph none were as engaging and forthcoming, especially off the air, about what they were looking at, what they were planning to do. And I think I've heard that from broadcasters at Josh in a meeting when the pens are down. and like, We'll talk about how they want to try to attack a team. He's so,
1: very good at that.
3: And so that's the part that he has nailed. So if you can get the bulk of the roster to be guys that love football, and that's the biggest problem in general, is that you're never going to find enough of anybody that's going to love the job the way the owner or the boss is most mm-hmm. times, but certainly even in the NFL where these guys are making a lot of money and love playing football, that love everything about football the way a head coach, certainly someone like Josh does. So I understand the the hesitation and wanting to be all in, in in Raider Nation, especially because they did make the playoffs with Rich Versace. Right. But I think that if Josh can get enough of his guys and the right quarterback – then they're going to win a lot of games, and that's bad news
1: for the rest of the AFC West and the rest and of the league. And somewhat of a rhetorical question here is uh, why is it translated to for Kyle, whereas it hasn't yet for... for uh, I think I know the reason, but I want to know what your reason well,
3: is. Well, I think part of it is the way they built that team and John Lynch with Kyle hand in hand. Also, John Lynch's personality is a great one. Yeah. Right? John Lynch mm-hmm. is a great <laughs> hand. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so because of that, they handle, you know, it's a good tag. Team. Yeah, yeah. We'll see about Josh and Dave. I mean, Dave certainly has a little more, when he wants to show it. Has a little more personality than Definitely. Josh, right? And so, and partly because he didn't grow up in New England, he worked in New England, but he also spent time around John Elway in, mm-hmm. in Denver, right? right. So, um, I I think that if you if you draft the way the Niners are drafted, where you have nothing but studs on defense, I mean, mm-hmm. the amount of first round picks on defense, right? And maybe you can't overlook the quarterback. It's its own thing. But let's say Jalen Carter slips to seven and you don't love these QBs. Now at that point you'll have settled on right. free agent or not. Right. But if you don't love one of those QBs anyway, and you're like, we're going to maneuver to get Jalen Carter, then you're like, okay, now we're set there. We've got Max Crosby. How many more pieces that make the game, that keep the game close. And then I'll figure out a way to execute and I'll get the Debo Samuels. I mean, right. you have Devonte Adams who's, for my money, still the best receiver in football. They, they scored
1: the 12th most points in the NFL last year. Right. It
3: it was. And it de- still
1: wasn't quite good enough. But it was the
3: defense. How many times did the defense blow a game? And I understand you talk about the way Josh might have called plays to try to protect. hold on to protect the lead. Cart. But it's, you're you're going to keep doing what you're doing. Right. If the defense can't stop anybody, there's only so much so much the offense can can do. So to say Josh isn't a good coach is certainly premature. I understand I the personality traits are quirky, but or unique, I guess. But I think it was right of Mark Davis to not move on this quickly. And I think you've got to give it a couple of years. And it may hurt again this year. And you may have different ways to lose games. Right. Mm-hmm. And that could be because there is a rookie QB. But if they build a defense and a run game the way Kyle has in San Fran, you can plug in Brock Purdy no
1: doubt about and it. win eight games. No doubt about it.
2: That could be the mold. I mean, that could yeah. be the mold right there on the example. And they came in
1: together just like John and Kyle did. Right. And there were there were rough times Early on yeah. in yeah. San Francisco. I think Kyle started
3: 0-6. <laughs> yeah. Josh McDaniel started 6-0 in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, I think, started 0-6. We talked to Kyle because we played him in week three and about Nathaniel Hackett, who obviously didn't even make it through the first year. But he's like, I went forward on fourth down when I finally became head coach like three times in the first game, and I shouldn't have. Right? <laughs> right. right. And so there's a learning curve, and I get that Josh has done this before, but it's still new, and it, he didn't just do it. Like Sean Payton's going to come in. And it will not be it will be like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. For Josh, it was Couple a years later. it was a fourteen year yep. gap or whatever Back, whatever right. that is, thirteen yep. year gap. Twelve So uh I I think patience, which is hard for fan bases to have, mm-hmm. but the Raiders have not <laughs> been in a Super Bowl in a long time Very long and time. won one in an even longer time. If they get the right guy and, and that's always a big if, but build the right team that Josh and Dave will win a lot of games there, and and maybe you will see a Lombardi trophy. I'm not I'm not predicting it this year unless number 12 shows up from Green Bay. <laughs> but then I wouldn't be surprised if that does click. Now, their personalities, that would be fun to see, too. Yeah. <laughs> but Aaron lo- does love football. He just loves other stuff and is kind of a weird dude. Right. But he'll love working with Josh, I think, in, on the football part.
2: Right. Outside of that, maybe not. But, you know, let me ask you this about Jalen Carter. You mentioned him, and if you were to drop at seven, and I basically said that the Raiders have to take him off their board because of what happened. But it's a—it's a, it's plenty of time before the draft happens, so – a lot of things could happen legally before that happens. So maybe he gets cleared and everything's all good. Well, the fact that he's already back here. Right. Yeah. Th- I think that that's good, is that he's back here talking to teams, at least allowing them you know, to kind of dig into to what happened. But with that situation, how do you think that affects his, his draft stock? If nothing else happens legally,
3: teams will be fine drafting him. Okay. It's First terrible terrible story. Potentially. I, mm. I don't think the Bears are holding on to that pick. I think someone's yeah, going to end up... True. It's too valuable. Someone's going to fall in love with Bryce Young. Especially now, actually. Yeah. Uh, Right, right. They're like, you know, we'll drop back to two or three, and we'll still go get Jalen Carter because he's not going one. Right. And so I I think teams, the Laramie Tunsil thing happened in real time on draft night. Right, right. And (laughs) let's be honest, as every day passes, people are more and more okay with people smoking weed because the NFL quit testing for it right, right? right. like it's the world we live in right Right. I live in Colorado you guys live in We're Nevada in yeah, right yes, 20 well, years from now
1: somebody would say that got him right you
3: land at the airport there's a couple dispensaries before you even get to the strip <laughs> exactly you know and so that it, it, but it was a red flag because of how it happened I remember yeah. talking to Shane Ray who was going to go in the top 10 mm-hmm. he got found with a joint driving from Columbia, Missouri to Kansas City to go meet with the team the Falcons straight that. up told him we cannot have another Michael Vick. And he's thinking for having it, he wasn't sure it was his joint. He didn't say he didn't smoke weed. Right. He just said, I'm not sure that was even my joint. It, might have been my, it was in right. whatever, bad, bad luck, 5 a.m. State trooper. I was driving too fast and I had a joint on, okay? So he drops into the 20s and the Broncos get him. I understand his career didn't go the way he thought. But he had, the Falcons say, we cannot have another Michael Vick. Michael Vick ran a dog fighting ring and went to federal prison. Right. Right. Those are not the same things. Now no. this is a terrible situation with a terrible outcome if nothing else criminally is added to this if they want to add vehicular manslaughter and it becomes a much more serious trial you hope that they'll at least I say hope if something were to be added that it gets added before the draft if not a team's going to have to draft him and hope nothing else comes. But if they can get assurances, and this is where having ties into law enforcement for every team and the ones that have the better contacts will matter. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Broncos with Condoleezza Rice, she can get in on some databases. that. that other <laughs> people. But, yeah, my, my point being, if they're comfortable taking him, I don't think it'll affect his draft status. And I do not think that the Raiders should take him off at 7. I don't think anybody should take him off even even with
2: Even with the Rogue situation that they just had? Speeding, reckless driving, racing. Part of it is, is, and
3: I don't know how much he's going to talk to teams while he's here. I know he's going to work, right? We know about the workout. But in general, they will at some point talk to him. And if if he's got a good agent, he has Drew Rosenhaus, who's certainly a prolific agent. Right. He needs to sit in there and just admit what happened. Yeah. We were racing. We were being dumb. I was a scared kid. Were you drinking? And if if he says, I wasn't, he's like, are you going to answer. Yeah. Or if he's like, I had a drink. I did not drink as much as them. They should not have been driving. Yeah. I was fine. That's why the police, even though they knew I was discombobulated and nervous and right. scared. Just admit that you were a scared kid. We all did dumb stuff when we're Absolutely. we were twelve. We dumb Agreed. stuff in our 30s, 40s, 50s. We still do dumb right. stuff. Right. <laughs> and, but if he can be honest with teams yeah. and there's not a history, you're going to have to dig into his history and say, okay, how many times did he get in trouble in high right. school and it gushed right. up? swept under the rug mm-hmm. like you're going to have to feel good about him and you're right the rug situation is scary but there weren't red flags there that that would no, happen not sometimes at all. you don't not see him. sometimes you do see stuff like Vontes Burfik's off field stuff there's a reason he didn't get drafted and then he was a crazy person yeah mostly just on the field but right. like, there were yeah. character you know head concerns yeah. with his behavior right if you can if you can put that to bed even with the rug situation if he's the best player and you've already signed a quarterback, let's right. say you signed Jimmy G,
2: yeah. or you yeah. traded for Aaron Rodgers, right. then absolutely go get Jalen Carter. Yeah. Phenomenal talent, that's for sure. Absolutely. Should be interesting to see. But I do think it's huge that he's back and talking to teams. That's a good step in the right direction. shows maturity as well, I think.
1: Yeah, because he could have easily said, said Thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to, you know... Uh, see you my uh, use it. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, I'm going to get my head together, and I'm not going to, you know, hopefully in a couple of weeks it'll dissipate a uh, little bit. Well, but right? I think it also
3: shows... The outcome was serious. My involvement in it is clearly less serious. That's why they let me fly down there, write a $4,000 check, and get right back on a plane and head to Indy because we're just going about our business. I'm going to deal with some fines. Right. I don't even know there's probation with it, some community right. service, mm-hmm. and maybe a PSA and talk about right. car safety and you shouldn't, ra- you know, all of yeah. that. Yeah. And if the right team, and I don't know what systems the Raiders have in place for support, they have, and everything with the Raiders is still kind of new and growing. Mm-hmm. But if if they think they can support in the right way, and I have to think on the heels of the Henry Ruggs situation, there is more of that in place in yeah. Vegas, and there might be in other teams, right? So they can on draft night if they take Jalen Carter one. Stand out there, or the, explaining it that day, and then the next day when he shows up on Friday from flying in from Kansas City, assuming he goes to the draft, he can say, "Yeah, we've got the right, right, right. support That's system true, here in right. place to help him continue to work through his grief yeah. and to be a positive citizen." And then you make sure you get him a sponsorship with Uber or Lyft, right. And just never let him drive ever. <laughs> I mean, right? I'm yeah. half kidding, but the problem is you can turn a negative into a positive. You could, yeah, it's with Russ, you could. The headline. Yeah, it is a, he- but it's a. I think it's a headline for a little bit. Do people still make off-color Ray Lewis murder jokes? Yes, right. And but it's not. It doesn't follow Ray Lewis around. Yeah, people will say it, especially in a room like this where you have a bunch of smartasses. that will right. say it. Yeah, right. But Ray Lewis is in the Hall of Fame. He obviously yeah, obviously had. So I, I think you can get past it. You you just have to be able to take the PR hit and. Mark Davis hasn't minded taking a PR hit here and there, and I think you could withstand that's,
2: it. That's facts. <laughs> that's big facts. Well, this is fantastic, man. It's always great to catch up with you. What do you got planned for the rest of the week? What you got going on? Well, so, as you know, last night,
3: and I don't know if you've talked about it yet, but future general manager Vaughn Miller's in town. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he So is. when I ran into him, you know, he realized, you realize that he kind of came here without a safety net so he knows a million people here yeah and he's spending some time with the bills he's not allowed to be in the bills meetings because the league thinks that's a right. competitive advantage because there aren't 31 other players and yeah. other right uh, okay so but he i know he's meeting with some other gms and really just wants to see how this whole process works and so i think hanging out with vaughn a little bit and kind of showing him the mechanics of all of this will be in my future. And then Peter King does a really cool thing on Friday at a place called Sun King Brewery. You're going to be on the air. But it's a local Indianapolis brewery. In fact, I'm wearing their T-shirt. From, nice. From Sun King. Okay. But it's a Q&A. Shane Steichen will be there, and they do a little panel. And a lot of years I've been fortunate enough to be part of the panel. Now, last year, Adam Schefter showed up, and I was like literally mid, mid-sentence. Adam walks in, and I'm like, All right, here, Adam, you take the mic. <laughs> and then
2: every question was for Adam. So right. there's like eight of us up there. but Right. When the biggest he star got comes in, yeah. Yeah. you're like, yeah. all right. Shane I, but I was also fascinated. Yeah. Shane Steichen, that's a former UNLV quarterback. There you the go. go.
3: Is he the most famous UNLV quarterback? I well, he's, he's still Randall. He's right by the name of Randall
2: Cunningham. Yeah, yeah, Kenny, yeah. Kenny Mayne is famous. Yeah. He, is. Mayne is famous. Yeah. he is. Kenny Mayne is famous. Randall Cunningham was Randall Cunningham. Yeah. but still is. Shane Shane. is the head coach. Yeah, He is a head
3: coach in the NFL. There's only 32 of them.
2: And UNLV's never had an NFL head coach. And he was Jalen Hurts' play
3: caller. Yep. Makes me think that they have to, if if he liked what he ran with Jalen, that one of those quarterbacks, I mean, Anthony Richardson makes a lot of sense. Three, that feels
2: high, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well. It's always fun here at the Combine, right? This is my first yeah, time, but I'll tell you what, this next week has been months. been fun, and yeah, the next couple of months are definitely going to be very, very fascinating. Well, Brandon, thanks so much for uh, giving us a bunch of quality of your yep. time this afternoon. Uh, let's go hang out at the, I don't know, Lucas Oil Stadium and see some guys run. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, Brandon. Thanks. No doubt. No doubt. Good stuff right there. Brandon Cristal, KOA Colorado. He's off now to uh, go check out the guys still competing at Lucas Oil Stadium, I think it gets all wrapped up around eight o'clock this evening. So there is still uh, plenty of time to well, a few minutes, still a few minutes left in the show, actually. So uh, everything gets wrapped up around eight. So we'll be back there uh, tomorrow as well. I think everything starts around three p.m. Eastern time. All the activities, and then of course it'll be uh, Saturday morning and Sunday. So there is a lot of still a lot of time for action here in Indy. 4.38 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear from some players that we had an opportunity to talk to. Matter of fact, earlier today, we had an opportunity to hear from Alabama safety, Brian Branch. You'll You'll hear that next here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Our coverage of the 2023 Scouting Combine in Indianapolis is brought to you by Boyd Gaming, the official local casinos of the Las Vegas Raiders. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
2: Still got some time left in today's show. Many thanks to Brandon Cristal from KOA Colorado. Gave us a lot, a big chunk of his time this afternoon. Definitely appreciate that. Him and Vinny Bonsignor join me right here at the table. And Vinny's picked up the phone and he's uh, hustling, bustling, doing something. Maybe collecting some news. Maybe we got some Uh, big time news coming up at the end of the show who knows but uh, he'll join us uh, hopefully back in a few minutes before we get wrapped up did want to get to a couple texts real quick and a couple tweets uh, especially having to do with the interview that we just did with brandon and a lot of good feedback from that little al davis hit us up said great uh nfl combine 2023 content all week from uh, q on radio nation radio 920 but today's show with uh, brandon Christal was over the top excellent ton of gems and nuggets dropped today awesome job fellas hashtag Raider Nation. Also got a text from my guy, Jess, Vegas Jess, that is, and he said, another great interview, queue Definitely appreciate that. Love that kind of feedback because that's that's why we're here. And, I mean, it's not like you have to give us that feedback to only have us here, but we do, you know, we do like to hear that you guys appreciate uh, the work that's being put in. And Trust me, there is a ton of work being put in from early in the morning to late at night. And when I mean late at night, no joke, when I left this room Last night, I guess this morning, it was midnight, and the lights were out. (laughs) The lights went out on me, and I was the last of the Mohicans. There was no one else in here. Uh, There had been a security guard walked in around 1130 and kind of cased the place and then walked out, and 30 minutes later, I heard a click, and the lights went out. And so I had the light of my computer while I was uh, finishing up something, and then I walked out. And I walked to the front of the convention center where I was about to leave to go outside, and I was, I was getting my Uber, and I hit the door, and it was locked. <laughs> so I actually had to physically unlock the door myself because it was locked. Nobody else was being allowed in, and uh, once you're out, you're out. So I was literally the last person. I basically shut down the convention center last night. And then did I go home? Of course not. I went over to uh, a an establishment that everybody was meeting at because, well, uh, that's what you do when you're here. You, you open up the networking tools and uh, you do that and was able to meet with a bunch of people from ESPN national was able to meet with a bunch of people from NFL network. Uh, that's where we ran into Vaughn Miller. And you know, it's just, again, this is uh, another part of it. You, you create these relationships like with Brandon uh, and then, you have people that you bring on the radio and guys that talk to other people. And and on top of that, there's general managers, there's coaches. Literally, when I was standing outside getting my Uber to go to this establishment, Todd Bowles from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just happened to walk by me, and he had seen me earlier in the day, and he's like, "You still here?" So I'm still here, Coach. <laughs> and I mean, that was the conversation. But it's it's like it's no big deal, right? And and even the restaurant that we went to last night, uh, Tony's for for the Raiders, a uh, little media get together. You know, there's all kind of, you know, players there, including Bryce Young. You know, he's sitting there. As soon as I walked in, uh, the Raiders table was at the uh, to the right, and right to the left of me was Bryce Young sitting there. You know, it's just – that's just what it is down here at the Combine. You just run into uh, all kind of people, and and everyone's out talking, and, and that's why John McClain, whenever he joins the show, is always says that you know there's a lot of deals and a lot of business that gets really generated here at the Scott & Combine. So you put your ears to the street, and you, you network, you network, and you network some more. And matter of fact, one person that I talked to was uh, Diana Russini from ESPN, and I've actually had her on my show on ESPN a couple times. And <laughs> I saw her, and she said, Q, I'm too old for this. I'm too old for this stuff, but you got to be out here and you got to network. You got to you know, talk to these people uh, because you're going to learn a lot of information. So uh, she said, I'm going to leave it to the young folks. And I said, Diana, I'm too old for this. <laughs> so I, I need to get to the room and get some, uh, get some sleep. But uh, this is exactly what we're here for. It's all about networking, and, and of course doing the job that we need to do. A couple quick texts. Uh, Robin Oakland said the Raiders' defense is problematic because it struggles to get off the field, doesn't generate turnovers and gives up big plays and points in critical moments. An additional important issue is that opposing play callers and quarterbacks can control the pace of game and dictate the number of offensive possessions for the Raiders. A few times opposing offenses held the ball throughout the end of the second quarter, scored before halftime, got the ball back, and had a half and scored again. That kind of sequence can almost end a game. That's why I want to draft an explosive a fast, agile front seven player to challenge Mahomes in the middle of the field so he can't manipulate the pace of the game so easily. And that is something that, you know, the Raiders have had that opportunity to do multiple times or had that opportunity to do multiple times in 2022. And I feel like they didn't cash in on it enough, having that opportunity to score right before halftime and then get the ball back. Right. I mean, that happened to them a lot of times and they weren't able to cash in. Uh, But Rob is right. When other teams do it, it's almost like a a backbreaker. Like it's a wrap. I want to go back to that first Kansas City game, week five. They scored right before halftime, and I don't think they scored a touchdown. I believe it was just a field goal, but it was points. And then they got the ball back coming out of the locker room, and they put up more points, and I thought – and that's when the Raiders were winning. I thought that's going to come back to bite them, and that's kind of what Rob is referring to right there. And so, yeah, I mean, the defense has to be able to generate – turnovers they have to be able to create big plays they have to be able to shut it down in critical moments you're absolutely 100 right and that's exactly why the defense needs to continue to be built up also a text from the 707 brian branch is going to be an absolute beast in the nfl and he's a guy that well he's going to be a beast in the nfl i do believe he's a very physical guy he's a guy that can uh, make some big plays on the back end of that defense and we had an opportunity to hear from him earlier today here's that conversation
0: no, sir, I haven't met with the Jets. I haven't with the Jets tonight, um, and Sauce Gardner, I uh, played against him my sophomore year uh, when we played Cincinnati, and just seeing him transform into uh, the player he is now, uh, I feel like it's, it's crazy. Like, he's really a lockdown corner, and it would be huge to play alongside him. And also, Quentin Williams, uh, Watch him when I was a kid in high school, uh, just... The O line can't mess with him, so like just watching him do that is is big. Brian, how, how familiar are you with the long line of Bama players that have gone to the Ravens, and how you know you think you might fit into the defense for what you might know about it? The GM coach uh, Ozzie, uh, he went to Bama, uh, <laughs> so that's that's a good thing. And watching Marlon Humphrey and Jalen Armour Davis last I want to say the year last year mm-hmm. uh, go there, I feel like uh, gives me a, a huge advantage because, you know, I, I they the like Alabama guys, and uh, just being able to go there and, and play in their scheme, I feel like I'll, I'll do really good. Really just get the other guy down because carrying the ball. Uh, you got that will to tackle, I feel like. Uh, and honestly, this year, I, I feel like my tackling wasn't uh, as it should have been. I missed uh, a few key tackles that I should have made and really just the will going into it. What teams have you met with so far? I met with 16 teams uh, so far. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, I have 25 in total in all formal. Even with the Packers or there one of those teams? Yes, ma'am. How did that meeting go Knowing that they play uh, man a lot, I like that. Uh, you know, I talk to them about blitzing, and I feel like this game, I can fit perfectly to that scheme as well, because I can guard the slide. Uh, and just getting a uh, connection with the coach's style, getting the feel for them, uh, I, like, I like their style. Hey, the Falcons put a peach up on the board for all the players from Georgia. Uh, with you being from Sandy Creek, you'd be one of those. Um, uh, have you talked to them and what would it mean to, to, to pay for the Falcons in Georgia? Uh, no, sir, I haven't talked to them yet. i uh, meet with them tonight. And it will be huge. I told uh, one of the reporters that it, it's home. You know, my mom is right up the street, so she can come watch me play instead of uh, having to drive. And just being able to play for the Falcons uh, represent my hometown, home city. Uh, it's big.
2: Brian, when you, when you were talking about those missed tackles, you could see your demeanor kind of change. Like, it still bothers you. How much does that burn in your belly about, you know, being at the top of your game at all times?
0: Uh, it burns a lot. Uh, after a game, I'll, I'll watch that film for the next three days. And seeing that, like, I know I'm better than that. So it's like, uh, it hurts a lot. And some, it's stuff that I can't get back. I just have to look forward and do better. Brian, What's what was Mac Jones like as a teammate? Guy. Mac Jones, a.k.a. the Joker. <laughs> uh, a great quarterback, you know, very fun, you know, uh, jokes with his teammates, a leader, uh, and just a uh, overall great quarterback, I feel like. What's how about, how about uh, Christian Barmore? seemed like a uh, funny Barmer. guy, too. Yeah. Christian Barmore, also a Joker. <laughs> uh, he's a team guy. He's just somebody... Uh, you know, once he's different when he's goofy off the field, but once he gets off the field, he's strictly business.
2: Have you had a chance to meet with the Raiders yet? Uh,
0: yes, sir. What's How was that? Uh, I love that meeting with the Raiders. Uh, they were good, so looking forward.
2: There's Brian Branch right there, Alabama safety, and I'll tell you right now, um, I know you can't see it through the radio, and we're, we live in an audio world, but when he was being asked about, you know, his film, And he said that there was, you know, he had some missed tackles. You could see the look in his face, where it's like he was almost, like, still angry about it. And that's why I just, I had to go back to it, and and, you know, just kind of see what makes these guys tick. And again, that's 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 part of this being at the combine. Those are the kind of dudes that I like, right? And I think that those are the kind of dudes that you have to have a few of those guys on your team. Guys that, yeah, they'll be happy. They'll celebrate. Their, their wins, they'll celebrate the good things that they do, but they'll even they'll 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 get angry and frustrated and and upset at themselves without losing their composure, right? To the point where they can't do what they're supposed to do, you know. Don't don't want to take it out of context, but the guys that you know they they I, I say it all the time hate losing more than they like to win. You could see the look on his face, and again, you just got to trust me here. <laughs> the look on his face changed when when he started talking about those missed tackles and then you heard the way he answered Demond I mean you heard it he just he's like I can't get it back you know but he, you you could tell that it still bothered him he even took a he took a pause like a pause for the cause he had to almost get his mind right again because he was it, it upset him
0: yeah you say that and like you said you you want players that hate losing more than they like winning. Mm -hmm. And that's just one of those things where no shade to any any other body, anybody else that's there at the combine, you know, that's soaking it all in and enjoying the moment. But I do think those those are some of those traits where – because I was thinking earlier, like at the start of the week, what do teams get out of, what do the teams get out I know what the media right. gets out of, you know, seeing these guys up at the podium. But, hey, him and Nolan Smith, where you can have like the two opposite ends up. you yes. got a guy that's, man, this guy sounds like he should be a coach tomorrow, even right. though he just like set the combine ablaze. And yeah. then you got the guys that's like, man, I really, that's what, that's also having that dog in you. Not just yep. barking at somebody on the sideline, but that's also the, those intangibles. He got that dog in him.
2: Exactly. Again, man, hate losing more than they enjoy winning, and that I, I think that that is absolute, 100%. Uh, Brian Branch, right there. I mean, that's a guy that you could tell he's got those traits, and so uh, that's that's going to be a big time safety. It's going to be a big time player. Um, you know, it's so funny when you think about the defense and the Raiders. There's no there's no position that's off the board, <laughs> right? It does not matter. At any time they uh, their opportunity to pick someone in this upcoming draft comes up. They could pick them on defense, and it's not a bad pick. I'll tell you that right now. I don't care who it is or what position it is and, and where they're drafted them at. Every position needs upgrading. So uh, many thanks to Brian Burns. Many thanks to all the guests that we had. Brandon Christal was fantastic. Of course, we had Brad Spielberger, Mark Ross, and, of course, you, Raider Nation. We appreciate you. We appreciate Boyd Gaming, the official local casino of the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll be back here tomorrow to wrap up the show. Make sure you wake up at the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio, 920. Have a good night.